my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Parts Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, the uh, what's the date today? 24th day of July. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a fine good morning, you fine folks in Jonesboro. I'm in Jonesboro. Jonesboro, man. Man, they are uh, the Cardinals down there. They're the fighting Harry Douglases. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, 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 yeah. Those, those is folk. Harry's going to see a lot of TV time here over the next month or so. Yeah. Because this is the time when all them big names over at uh, you know the four-letter network start taking vacations. But I remember now he's working with the Falcons now. I understand he's that. Yeah, coach. I'm so, so saying he's, last he's, year, he's, this he's was the time of year we saw a whole lot of Harry. Yeah. Maybe he gets that, yeah. you know. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Thing going on again. But you know what yeah, I say good for him. Yeah, absolutely. One of, one of our home. When we listen to uh, James coming back and says, like a sex machine, yeah. it got me thinking about something. That oh, oh, oh. on this day, oh my, yeah. Well, I'm right out of the shoot. I know that's on this day. <laughs> this didn't take well, long. Now, here, <laughs> this this didn't is take the reason long. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. 1946. Okay. U.S. performs an atmospheric nuclear test. Yes. That's not the reason I'm asking. It took place on a place that I don't think about it that often, but every time I hear it, it makes me think that this would be a place that most men would want to visit if they could, just because of the name of it. And it took place at Bikini Island. You ever heard? Of, why are you making faces? They can't hear that on the radio. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. We're, we're, ever, we're, Eric, I want to bring Eric in early on this. Have you ever heard of Bikini Island? I know I haven't. You haven't really? I've heard of it. I don't know. I can't hear you, buddy. No, I have not. I again, it sounds one like of those, a place I want to visit. Thank you. That's what yeah. I'm saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> you hear, but why? But why is it called that? That's, that's well, it doesn't matter why they named it that, but they did name it that, and it's in the South Pacific. Okay. All right, out there by you know uh, the Micronesia and all that other stuff, the the island of Yap. <laughs> Have passport, will travel. Yeah, I just know it's down there. That's they got, they got so many little oh little places, out crazy there. So, islands yeah. you could actually walk between two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you hit the number, by the way, I think it's going to be up over seven hundred million with that mega millions. Yeah, you can take a little tour down there and figure. I have that one over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have that with with a little extra cream sauce on it. Right, it's right, that one. Right. Would you buy an island if you had the money? Because they always talk about that. You have the means. And by um, the way, since yeah, so somebody just somewhere down off the coast or somewhere, just uh, uh, you know, I don't would know. never do it. You know. And I here's the reason why. And this right. is a what I learned when I was on the cruise ship, when I was working there. Places they get really hot. The people who live there, they don't, they don't move that fast. They don't move. Actually, they move as little as possible. Yeah. Now, if you have an island, let's just say you had a home there and you needed repairs. You had to have some things done. It, it, it doesn't happen with the, you know, the speed it does here and, and you know, the mainland. It just okay. They take their time about that's, doing stuff down that's, there. That's, that's part of so it. So you would have to be pretty much spending a whole lot of money to make sure that your island is ready. You just can't have an island sitting well, there. You got to have a house it, on you it. You hit the lottery, then you, you, think you don't. Well, how much you going to spend on that? You can't spend and leave yourself $20 to, to populate no, the island. No, no. but uh, it wouldn't cost you that much. You know, once you get down there, okay. get set up. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think about this, you know, and then you got folks 
handing the hand out. Oh, it cost you this much to come down here and do this. And uh. so I don't know. I'm gonna buy some other stuff. Get me a nice Honda. <laughs> 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 Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I uh, hope that those of you that got any kind of rain yesterday didn't wash out that much. It, it's all these little pockets, yeah. right? Pocket avoided me. And it did me too. So I I, I, I did yard. But I, wait, I, I waited until after 6.30 to do the yard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm on the, I, I'm on the back I, end of that yard, sun. Man. Yeah, I waited on the back. And, and still the humidity is there. Which, the humidity is there now, folks. If you live in the metro area and you step outside your door, you can feel some humidity. You will feel it. Yes. It's yes. not like the Philippines, but it's close. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an oven today. So you had yourself a good day yesterday? It's good, man. I, I uh, actually went by and, and checked some things out as they were playing the qualifying matches over at uh, Atlantic Station, you know, getting set for the for tournament. Of course, Coco Golf plays tonight and tomorrow night over at the uh, Atlanta Open, and we're going to hear from uh, tournament director Eddie Gonzalez in the 8 o'clock hour will join us to get us up to date. There are some people who have had to pull out of the tournament um, for reasons, for different different reasons. Okay, and um, but but they still have a very strong tournament feel. And Coco is here, and I understand from, from a highly reliable source that, that she spent <laughs> a, she, she spent a good bit of yesterday at Six Flags, I like heard any that. Other, like any other Atlanta teenager, right? Well, if she was like any other Atlanta teenager, she'd have put an application in for a job. Well, she may have, but I don't know if she'd be back in town to work. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I have some advice for you. You put that application in. I've been waiting. 40, I've been waiting over forty years for Six Flags to call me back, and I put an application. When did you put an application in? Going to going going toward my senior year of high school. Six Flags. I don't know how to do it now, but back and back then, when everybody in high school in, in Atlanta was working out there, right? Um, the 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 second business day of the new year, the That'd second be... business day of the new year. Okay. Whichever that would be, if the, you know, depended on when the first right. fell. The second day was when they started taking applications. Okay. So I went out there the third, the, the third, the second day that they were accepting applications. I put my application in at Six Flags, and they ain't called me yet. You know, I'm I'm going to bring this full circle and, and something that maybe you didn't think about, and and at the end of the day, you won. You did, because you don't remember what day it was, as you just said. But you said the second business day? The second business day. You put that form in. And I would, I, I, I'm not confident, but I'm saying it could have been on the 4th of January. And while they didn't hire you, you actually won, didn't you now? <laughs> oh, you like that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It works, works that way. That was smooth, wasn't yeah, it? How about that? Yeah, how about that? You, <laughs> you know don't how to know. slide that in. You know how to slide that in, If right? you don't know, Sam, and by extension, my wife, they both share the same birthday. No, our wives. Wives, I said. Right, both Your wife and, and, and my wife. Yeah, we both. Both uh, have a January 4th yep, birthday. birthday. So you could have <laughs> technically put it in on Phyllis's birthday long before you knew who Phyllis was. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame.com. Oh, if you weren't with us yesterday, uh, some of the stuff that we talked about yesterday we're going to revisit because that's what we do on Sunday. Sometimes we are the last voice for something that happened during the week. Sometimes we're the first. We're the first. But we um, have to address some of the the days that took place last week here in the city, meaning the SEC cha- uh, media days, and some of the stuff that was said. And just, just being down in there. And, and some things that we talked about yesterday, obviously, everybody's waiting to hear from Nick Saban and, and Jimbo Fisher. And of course, we know about what happened to Kirby. The guy who came out of there smelling better than everybody else was Kirby, right? 
Well, he, you know what? When you're you're on top, you don't have to, to deal with that other stuff. But yeah, all the stuff between Jimbo and and, and Saban. He oh had, yeah, he was above he that. Way above that. Man. Oh man, I, you know. But it's funny. But though. you know what he? All, I tell you what, what. What he also said because they make the predictions. You know, with Georgia being national champion, you know they picked Georgia to win the East. They picked Alabama to win the West, and he still said that Alabama should repeat as conference champions. Right. And he said, you know, what's the what's the the accuracy of that thing? He says the accuracy of the preseason predictions of the SEC media is like about nine, about nine or ten percent, you know, which is which is pretty low. You know, is it nine or ten percent accuracy? So I'm not even listening to that. He said, I only got so much space to 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 process stuff in my mind, so I don't have room for that. That's, that's that's one of those phrases I stole from somebody. I only got so much RAM in my head. Yeah. Some of the knucklehead stuff I got to throw overboard. Yeah, and he said, "You know, I don't have room for that." I said, "All right, coach." But he did. He has. He carried himself, and and the national media has said this um, throughout the course of the week that Georgia didn't seem, and maybe they were comparing it to Alabama, but they didn't walk in to this. You know the media days and and how they've carried themselves like a team who just won the national championship. Yeah, you would never think wants. that. That's 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 part of it. Then mission accomplished. But here's the thing, yeah, they won a national championship, but you're gonna have a lot of new starters, especially on yeah, defense. Yeah, is. Yep. Okay, so those guys were on the team, but they weren't front. They weren't you know front and center. They weren't the lead actors, as you would say. That was gonna be good for you. Lead. Right. They, this year they expect to be the lead actors. Now right. their roles have changed. And you hope when the roles change like that, that it's going to continue to move. So, yeah, you 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 act like you you still hungry, and because you got some folk who are, you know. Do you think one of the other reasons, and and we didn't really get into this um, yesterday, but because of the, the the new teams coming into the SEC, the growth of that was one of the reasons why Georgia had to make sure, not just because of the national championship and that he's earned it. But you got Texas coming in, you got Oklahoma, you got all these teams that are now under the SEC umbrella, and it's like we're gonna lock in our dude for the next decade. We don't want to think about having a coach yeah. come through here or somebody throw some money at him because that is what's going on. It's like everybody walked into them a little, you know, when you see it in the in the in malls or wherever where they have the boxes you can step into and money's flying around. Yeah. And you grab as much as you can in 30 seconds. Greg, we got two coaches in places that this time last year we had no idea. That we got a coach right. that was at Notre Dame this year. Who leaves Notre Dame? But he goes For to LSU. LSU. You got a coach who was at Oklahoma this year, this time last year. Who's at Southern Cal. So that one you just, saw, so, though. So, well, well, you didn't know if he's going to go there, but I mean. But he was getting out of there. He Big 12, he had to get out of there. I guess, but I mean, you want to be around to come into the SEC? If you're Oklahoma? And you already there, established. So I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I know Southern Cal threw a ton, ton of cash at him, but I'm saying also for recruiting purposes, that's the biggest thing with Kirby Smart. The recruits know he will be. Oh, at, in that's Georgia. exactly. All right. Exactly. So I mean, that's that's best big for recruiting. Again, we talk about it being the being being the the wild card, but I haven't heard you say because I say the I say the Big Ten, but when we talk about Everybody's waiting to find out what Notre Dame is going to do mm-hmm. to, to to kind of put a cap on all this movement. As far as the all the big teams, all the big programs—I mean, the really elite programs—are where they're going to be, with the exception of two. If you want to throw Clemson in there too, because Clemson obviously is waiting to see what the ACC does. All right, but Notre Dame, in their independence, is the one that is going to move the balance of power 
when they make that decision a couple years down the road. In these next couple years, as they have wait for this TV contract to end or whatever it is they're waiting for, you're going to see the dominoes, some of the other dominoes fall into either Big Ten, SEC, or whatever happens with some sort of marriage between the ACC and either Big 12 or Pac-12. But where would you think Notre Dame's best landing spot would be? Have you thought about it at all? Or do you, I don't even I am care. I not about but, it at all. I mean, the, the ACC was, was wishing for it, obviously, with them already having a relationship with them. But the, the, the fit would be Big Ten, and especially now since they're bringing in one of their traditional rivals. You know, Southern Cal is always on their schedule. That's right. a traditional game that they would not have to lose. So, yeah, that, that makes that – and, you know, that's probably one of the reasons why the Big Ten was saying, yeah, Southern Cal, y'all want to come in here? That helps them – get closer to bringing Notre Dame, who has rivalries with a lot of teams within that conference anyway and the geographic footprint. But but Greg Sankey said something very uh, interesting uh, the first the, the first day of the uh, SEC media days, SEC commissioner, and when people were talking about, you know, realignment and was the SEC ready to bring any more teams in uh, to get more than 16 members, he says, hey, we're where we are right now. We're not looking to do anything, you know, and basically we're already a super conference. Right, well. You know what I mean? Is we we have what we need, you know. So I mean, he wouldn't talk about that. Obviously, now if Clemson comes available, they gonna there suck you, them. Yeah, in, exactly. You know what I mean? And 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 Florida State too. So you know that's we're going to talk more about this throughout the show. Um, also, want to mention coming up in the seven o'clock hour, we're doing it again, helping folks find some jobs. Yeah, Spencer Smith. Yeah, is going to join us. You know, I'm still doing a casting call. By the way, got a bright shiny new one up there. But uh, high school officials. We're going to talk about that. And, and some of the things they're doing to get ready for this. They, they, they're doing yeah. some different things this summer, so we, he wants to make sure and talk about that. Not only that, and then we're going to get the response from an actual high school official. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Slaughter will be here also with Eric's World coming up in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. But we're just getting started on this 24th day of July. Thank you for making us a part of your Sunday morning. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Pitch. Swing and a drive. Swing on the house. And Riley takes advantage. <laughs> Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. That's Mr. Crenshaw laughing. I'm Greg on this Sunday morning. What has just tickled you? What happened, the sequence leading up to that home run? There was a pitch that, you know, that, and we'll, we'll, bring, our, we'll bring our resident umpire in on this. There was a pitch that, that looked like Riley had a check swing. He did? But no, it, but he, he swung. But he swung, and the, the first base umpire said, you know, Call him safe. And the next home, pitch. Home, yeah. Home, <laughs> I don't know. That's an umpire. Umpire, well, what did you no, say? He missed, we, okay, now I didn't see the playbook. Yeah, Are you see. telling me the check swing would have been strike three? It would have been strike three. Done. Well, Even the guys in the booth were calling it. They were like. Okay. I, oh, so this is the first rule and the of Angel, umpire. And Angel's manager was livid. Okay. Man. So, 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 so obviously the first base umpire was sleeping on the job. Yeah. You know, but the first rule of umpire and referee, if you did not see it, you cannot call it. Well, he ain't going to stand and put his hands in his pocket. He got to do something. Well, that's why he had to say safe. Yeah. Because he I mean. cannot ring him up if he did he not see it. it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, if yeah. he was looking at a person in the stand, if he was tying his shoe. Morgana was there at the game last night. If no. he was 
if he was, you know, and a lot of times this is what happens. You start, uh, you know, chapping with the first base coach. Yeah. You start chapping with somebody's on base. Next thing you know, you got a check swing that you did not see. Yep. Uh, he didn't go. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow. He, even though everybody in the park knows he went. <laughs> that's a regular. I mean, that's 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 regular. In, in you think that's regular? Absolutely. Just like he said. I mean, regular, but, but not, not regular that after it happens, the guy hits the ball out the no, dog no, on the stadium No, no, not that part. Now. I'm talking about the missed call. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm talking about what happened that afterwards. And, and and listen, it was <laughs> it was one thing followed the other, therefore it was caused by the other, meaning they missed the, they missed the swing. Riley hits the home run. Next inning, the manager gets thrown out because he's upset. <laughs> he's still, y'all owe us one more. And he was chirping the whole time. Time and then he got tossed out, you know. So, yeah, one thing followed the other that way it was caused. But what's that? What's that? Uh, Murphy's Law. Well, no, it's not Murphy's Law. It's a well, that yeah, what can go wrong? It was Murphy's Law for them, yeah. Yeah. Post hoc ergo propter hoc. Gesundheit, a little bit of Latin, a little <laughs> yeah, bit really, of Latin there yeah, for you, yeah, really. Um, after it, therefore, because of it, okay. That's it. Okay. So that's that's what it means. Okay. And uh, but yeah, it was. Listen, is there anybody hotter right now than Austin Riley? Nah. Dude, dude is just having his way at the plate right now. It doesn't matter who's pitching. Doesn't matter who's up there. But Riley last night uh, goes goes three for four, and uh, with a home run, and he's now up to twenty eight uh, for the season. Pretty remarkable. Now Otani. Hit a home run. He, he needed a line drive. Yeah, yeah but I mean. <laughs> I mean, that he, thing was a jet. If you come out to see this guy play, he plays. The question now, and it seems like we will not get to see Mike Trout uh, play in Atlanta because uh, he's no. on IL. He had a, like a cortisone uh, for some stuff dealing with his back. How much long he stay on this team? Mike Trout? Yeah. Forever because ain't nobody picking up that contract. That's the I, I, contract that everybody wants to get that nobody else is going to get. $400 million? Over, I don't know, he's a few years past uh, Bryce Harper, but ain't nobody picking up that contract. At the tail end of, this is, this is what, year two after he signed it? So think about, think about what you're seeing when you look at Cabrera now on the Tigers and that player. And, and you wonder if, now he's not going to have the field, fielding that uh, Trout is, but is that person at the plate still going to be able to, when he can't jerk out home runs, hit for average. That's the one thing Cabrera did, is continue to do. He's still getting them, he's getting them singles. He's still driving in runs. you got to ask yourself, or you got to wonder, if you're an Angels fan, you're going to see that out of Mike Trout because he's such a dynamic player, which is why he's considered you know, one of the top five but players. But his team... That's on, him. that's on them. That's that's on them. We there's a history of individuals who played on teams where they're. Well, met yeah, we had one here. We, we had one here. Yeah, they wore number three. Exactly. You know what I mean? Is he kind of that? You put him in a category like like, like he's a modern you know, day. He's a modern day Dale I, when Murphy. I, when I think about it, you know, I wasn't living here then, but that's all you heard. Dale Murphy played the field the way he did. Yeah, I could. I it's a close comparison. You know, because I don't the team think he wasn't there, but, but but he would, but he. I'm just talking about the plan, but I'm just he's that caliber of player, but he's on a team that ain't gonna get him. You know, if he cared mm-hmm. about, I mean, Dale Murphy was happy and thrilled to play here in Atlanta, and that's why the city still loves him. Right. You know, but if he's a guy to coming along today, he probably said, "Dude, let me." You know, and get you know after so well, many years. Well, he had a chance to leave, and he chose to stay out there. Right. And there's something to be said for living in L.A. Okay, I mean he, he's from yeah, Philly. But okay, he's, but, but 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 he's living there. But the guys up the street are getting all the grease. Well, the the, go, the guys you know up, I mean? you can't compare yourself to them. You just can't. You in you, the same town? You in well, 
right? Be that as it may, there's okay. Well, I mean, how or, many or, other New York? What are the or, Mets or, doing? Orange County. Yeah, Orange County. I was gonna say, but th- this this happens, you know, for so many years. What was going on on the north side and the south side of Chicago when the south side had the one year where they got it done in the, you know, '05 or whatever? But yeah. since then, both of them teams hadn't done anything since World War One. <laughs> they just yeah, but I'm, I mean, this is a and guy who we want to, and we're not getting a chance to see see him play this time. And you know, I'm sure the fans like when, when people went out and plopped their money down way in advance to get tickets to see. I understand. The here in town, the two of them. It's a rarity to get to see both of these guys playing, and sadly, we're not going to get to see Trout play. So I just. I'm wanting, you know, just to get in the Dale Murphy category. Now, Dale Murphy had something people across the country got to see him play every night because he was on a television station that went out all over the planet. You know what I mean? So that that was a little different, I suppose, from, you know, the Angels where in this market, you got to know when they're playing. Mm-hmm. ESPN throws them up every now and then. You're on your way to bed when these guys come on. So you don't really watch him unless, you, unless you're really paying attention to when he's on the East Coast. And see what time zone he's playing in. When is he going to New York to play the Yankees? When is he in Boston? When is he, you know? Other than that, you you don't see this guy. And, and, so, and listen, Rob Manfred said the same thing, and he put it, tried to put it on him, tried to put it on Mike Trout, like his it's his fault that he hasn't done more to to heighten his visibility. This again, this is this is a, a tale that's happened throughout the history of sports, not just with with baseball. But let me twist it back a little bit here. There's something also to be acknowledged about the Angels. It ain't like they don't have deep pockets and have not had deep pockets. That just isn't a free agent destination. And and that's what's amazing because you got this best player right there, right? This is before the four hundred million dollar contract. Well you had that him and you just had you just had pool holes out there, you know, for a long and, time. Too. And he was on the he was on the eighteenth hole of his career. You know, so you again, you you didn't get a Ronald Acuna at twenty two. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. couldn't find those guys. They couldn't get those pitchers out there. They obviously did. And Joe Madden, say what you will, even but before Joe Madden, even all these years he's been out there, they haven't had a chance to get somebody who could build a nucleus around Mike Trout. That's what's mind-boggling. Yeah. About the whole thing. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Uh, before we get back to that, I want to remind you we're going to revisit some of the stuff that happened in college football coming up seven o'clock hour. Going to let you know about some jobs. Uh, Spencer Smith, those of you ever considered being a high school official, like our man Eric here, we're going to talk about that. Eddie Gonzalez is going to get it ready for the Atlanta Open. And as we sit here and talk about the Braves, I am sure Joe Patrick, who's going to talk not only Braves but also Atlanta United, as they get ready for uh, L.A. They're Galaxy. In L- they're in L.A. Yep. Um, Galaxy. We'll be talking to him later on in the show. But as you watch this team right now, and again, and this, listen, it, I'm hoping and everybody else in the city hopes that I'm not wrong about my assessment of this Braves and where they sit two and a half games back. Now what? They, they get into the second half. They win. Mets lose. They were one and a half going into last night's game. Mets get get beat again. Now here we are, half game behind the Mets. Yeah. Approaching a series with them. So you talk about an opportunity to put some distance between these guys and have them look it up at us. And DeGrom still waiting for his first minor league start. Yeah, yeah. That's something to think about with this team. But, but you know, you want to get things done and get things finished today. You got Ian Anderson getting the start for the Braves in this final game of this series coming up this afternoon. Um, Brian Snitker uh, has some comments and thoughts on Austin Riley and what he has been doing at the plate. This has become a really, really good hitter. I mean, it's um, <clears throat> you know, it's pretty cool for all of us that have seen him from the get-go to where he is right now and the development and the growth and maturity, confidence. 
just what he's doing is something pretty special, I think. I mean, just where he's been. And, he, you know, he hits all, it hits all the pitches, too. I mean, it's not just got great – his approach, the whole thing is just really special. Can I take a little bit of credit for that? Remember a few years ago yeah. when I was talking about him? <laughs> now, am I lying? Yeah. Am I lying? Oh, okay. I, I said if he gets, you know, turns a corner on being consistent and adds this to his arsenal at the plate, he's going to be special. Yeah. I was. I got lucky on that one. How about that? I'm happy, how, but I'm happy. How about that? How about that? <laughs> we got a 12-game winner. Yeah. Uh, Calvary, 12-game winner on this pitching staff. Uh, six strong innings he goes um, – <laughs> Let me see, six six innings, scattered seven hits, uh, gave up two runs, struck out eight. Cal Wright is now 12-4, and four, and the skipper had these thoughts uh, on Wright's pitching effort. Well-deserved break, but, you know, when you're not pitching for seven days or whatever it is, you know, it's I'm sure it took him a little while in game conditions to get kind of back in the, in the groove, and, and, um, but, you know, he's really good. Yeah, you know, and he had to pitch around a lot of leadoff base runners too. So, um, but that, that's what I kind of thought after six innings, and he was wanting to go more. But I just like you know, there's no really no need to put the full stack bullpen to do that. And once again, he's pitching with with some run support. That's something that the team has consistently done when he's pitched. The Braves have gotten him some runs, so right. you know that makes a difference. You got you got that big cushion of of, uh, of runs there. You go out there and just and just pitch your game. This dude is, I mean. Depending on what time the game ended, Kyle Wright's leading the league as far as wins. And then you know who steps up and takes it to the next one. But Ver, look, if he's getting beat by Justin Verlander, that's the only dude ahead of him. That's a pretty good year so far. You know what I mean? Verlander is the only person with more wins than Kyle. Did you Wright. expect that from Verlander? But right, we're right. You you expect him to be I, among the leaders. Kyle Wright, we weren't expecting. No, no, that not at all. And then season. Freed's only two two down. Right, right. So you got both of these guys. This is this is this is how you get rings on your fingers. This is what Mike Trout has never had when you talk about having the best players there. Yeah. Um, but Verlander, I'm gonna be honest with you. Was it last year? Late last year, whenever he came back from the from the his uh, his procedure, it wasn't Tommy John. I guess it was Tommy John. Maybe it wasn't. But anyway, he came back and you weren't sure what you were gonna get. And man, he reminded everybody. This is like that whole Kevin Durant thing. He's like, y'all know who I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> y'all know who I am. And by the way, yeah, you, you know, you know who my wife is too. Yeah, how about that? How about that? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety-two nine the game, ninety-two nine the game dot com. So, listen, we got a chance for we're sitting with house money right now, right? Because they won the series. Won the series. Got yeah. out of three. You can. You can. Work on whatever. It's kind of akin to what you were talking about, and we're going to get back into this with um, college football yesterday. You get a chance to get some guys in there and get some swings mm-hmm. that you haven't. Play some players to keep them from jumping in the transfer portal, <laughs> if you will. Um, but, no, get, getting them out there. Azuna. Her name uh, – um, why can't I can't jump his name Who's out there? Her name uh, – um, Aridia? Aridia. Thank now, you. Now, you had to put him in you last had, night. Yeah, last night you because, had to stick because, him because, in because there. Because the ball goes out, and um, you had to put him in. But, you know, it's nice to have players that you can just plug in like that and things keep rolling. Um, I was thinking about something, but luckily I'm, you know, I don't want to say it out loud because then it might jinx. Okay. Then. I'm afraid not to jinx. Okay. So, but, but, but that, that's something. just it. This, this, uh, <laughs> this team right now has, has a, a strength and bench, and you want to know what else they may add. You know, going on to the trade deadline was very active. By the way, speaking of trade deadline, I saw that uh, 
Solaire is going on like the the uh, the the IL. He's got like some back spasm issues or something. Well, other than that, he's playing in Miami. That's what too. I was going to touch to, but see, I didn't want to say that because see, now when you talk about trade deadline, who are you immediately thinking of to put into a package? If it's not, you know, you're going to have some money in there. You're going to have a pick, obviously, but who of the player, you know, the, the guys coming off the bench, who you feel comfortable? I, 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 I like releasing. what we got. I like what we got, and what we still got coming back. We still got Mike Soroka. I understand, but, what, but you don't this. know what you're gonna get from him. We don't know, you but don't. That, that's a bonus. That's like that's like to it me, is. That's, it is to, great to me. To me that's but you like, can't rely on. It. That's, that's what I'm saying. But it's like doing the trade deadline. It, it really is. If he can come back and what, whatever he gives you, if he ends up being a long reliever, whatever role he ends put him up in a different role, and like, if he accepts it, that's cool. You know? I'm saying as a starter, though. That's uh, that's all I'm getting to. But we're gonna talk more Braves later on in the show with Joe Patrick, who loves talking Braves. Also, Atlanta United. He's gonna join us. We're gonna revisit some of the. Uh, escapades of this last week. The SEC Media Days, a little bit of Big Ten, ACC, just what's going on in college football. It's Sam and Greg on this 24th day of July. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 thegamecom Take us with you on the Odyssey app. We have us everywhere at 92.9 Game, but also on Odyssey. If you download the Odyssey app, follow us on your favorite devices, whatever you might be using, your phone or your iPad or, your, you know, whatever you use. Uh, and thanks for uh, joining Sam and Greg on this uh, weekend morning with you till 10 a.m. And, uh, you know, last week, in case, in case you miss it, it was a little show in town, <laughs> uh, SEC Media Days. Oh, yeah. And um, it was quite an event. I had a chance to to go there, there at the College Football Hall of Fame. Shout out to the folks, Kimberly Bolton and the good folks at the um, College Football Hall of Fame who just put on a great show. It's the second time this event has been hailed here because it's been kind of nailed down in Hoover, Alabama, uh, with Birmingham being the home office of the SEC. But they seem to be moving it around. One, and it was a big hit with everyone that I talked to. And everyone thought that they did a great job. Of course, everybody looked for an excuse to come to Atlanta anyway. So, you know. <laughs> so You find that to be the case? Yeah, that was the case. He was looking for another reason. You mean they don't live here in Georgia? Well, just, just come through. Or, or around just, Atlanta. They just, just, just want to come over here and see what's going on. They know stuff's happening here. And so um, it, it, was a, it was a great week. Um, and, but most of the talk was off the playing field. Yeah, it was. Most of the talk was about conference realignment. People were talking about, you know, transfer portal. People talking about NIL. Um, and, and people and coaches talking about my coaches, spatting. coaches' money. Millionaires coaches spat, me, me, fighting. Millionaires, you know, spatting and public and thinking we didn't see it in here. Exactly. <laughs> That's the worst part about all of this. This is the worst part about all. And, man, it came from the perfect salesman, too. Yeah. Because if there was somebody who could go sell some ice to some folks up in Alaska, it's Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> He will talk you into the reason why you gotta have. This. Let me get you this block of ice because y'all gonna need this. And 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 you know, <laughs> he sat there and told. We have that sound, by the way. Do we have that? I know Eric needs to say he wasn't planning on doing this, but since you brought it up, well, I'm way, just saying that's part. That's part of the. Word. No, that was great. You know, you're absolutely right, and I want folks to hear this again because again, these aren't the joys you seek. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to pull an Obi-Wan Kenobi on us. Like, we didn't see what happened a month or so ago. Let me know when you got that ready. All right, good. Here's Jimbo Fisher acting like we didn't see or hear what he said about Nick Saban uh, a few weeks ago. Listen, we, we're great. We Two competitive guys that go at it. Listen, we all learn from things we do in our business. you got two competitive guys on a, on a topic that is very uh, – 
everywhere, as they say. There's no rules in this thing and where it goes, and each state has different laws and everything. And like he said, I heard a statement he made, the arguments we had in the staff room and on the basketball court and all those things. But on the basketball court, we didn't have them. We were always on the same team. So we usually had them against other people. So I have great respect for Nick. And thing, you know, that's, unfortunately, our thing went public, and that's, that's, sometimes that happens in this world. Nothing's private anymore, is it? Anyway, but no, we have great respect for Nick, and we all learn from him. We all will learn. Like he said, he was learned. Hopefully, I learn from things we do and say, and, and we move on from there but have great respect for them in their program like always hang on a second i just noticed was that a rim shot halfway through that no i heard no. it sound sound like it's, a rim it's, shot because uh, 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 that would have been perfect right there <laughs> a rim shot <laughs> nothing's nothing's private anymore oh yeah yeah somebody slid a microphone into a room that y'all didn't know what was going on there instead of that bank of microphones you were in front of in the press conference yeah. that you called <laughs> that was that's this again that was insulting on a whole nother that was like on a kid level that's when you have a four-year-old that comes walking you, into the room going, did you eat them Cheetos? I, I ain't eat them. I don't even know what they are. Well, they stand there with orange fingertips yeah. <laughs> and, and crumbs around their mouth. Y'all know I'm talking about they got kids or had kids at that age. Yep, absolutely. That's what that was. Oh, wow. You know, and, and to me, to, to, to wait until you get in front of all the SEC media and that's what comes out. You know what I mean? You sitting around all these guys who don't eat you and, and you're going to go and say that. But that's. Just part of what was happening uh, there in, in media days. Now, now, of course, you know, you talk about NIL, and that's the thing you're talking about. Both All of the coaches, all of them to a man, agree that there need to be some guardrails put on this. That they started up without saying any parameters. And one of the things I've always said, if you got the guys, it's meant for the guys who are already there. It's meant for your players, you know, male, male players, female, whatever, athletes. It's meant for them, you know. And but But people are using it as an inducement, and I've said here many times, to me, it's not to be used as an inducement for recruiting, and that's what it what it has become. That's a whole different thing to me. That's not nil. You know, it is, you just recruiting and you're going out trying to buy folk. You know, so I mean, that's a whole different thing. And and so, you know, a lot of people talk about it. I've said, cap the freshmen. You know, cap the transfers, and you'll cut out a lot of the nonsense. You know, you say you want to be like pros. Well, that's what the pros do. They put a cap on rookies. The rookie ain't gonna come in and make more money than people. We're doing that. That doesn't happen. So, I mean, that's that's the other part. And Kirby Smart talked a little bit about that, um, you know, the, the difference between players who've been in the program and those who are coming in. Well, as we work on that, he did say it. <laughs> he, 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 he did say it. Um, listen, how long is that going to take, though? How with what we're watching right now, it's almost, and of course I'm not the first person to use this analogy, it's like the Wild West, okay? Well, let's think back to the TV shows that chronicled the, the, the Wild West. How long did it take for real law enforcement to happen in Dodge City, yeah. in, in Carson City, where, you know, Gunsmoke, Bonanza, and all these places were? Because if you had the money, you did what you want to do. And you saw what happened to folks who want to go and mess with the Cartwrights on their yeah, property. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, well, right? Let's give you that sound again we were just talking about. Here's Kirby Smart. You know, if we're going to give that kind of money, let's give it to the guys that are juniors or rising juniors that are going to be big NFL prospects because they're the ones that deserve it. You know, the first runners for next year, they're the ones that deserve the opportunity. Not a guy's coming in. There you go. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 
Outstanding. <laughs> Thank That's you what much. I was working on when you <laughs> called. <for that>. Well, <laughs> that sound wasn't important. It was the it was the sound afterwards. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So there you, you go. should have that and put that in in, in wide orbit and just keep it there. Long <laughs> we got the Jefferson theme as a drop. Put them up there. We should. We're accumulating different things that will be regularly used in this outstanding on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, folks. Yeah, get the feelies here all week, <laughs> or at least until Thursday. Yeah, right. But that, but that's Coach Kirby Smart saying what I've been saying about it. And, and you know, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. It's going to take a minute. It's going to take some old alumni, you know, booster dudes getting burned, throwing a bunch of money at guys that don't pan out, and you don't still become a national championship contender. And guys play there for a year and figure out they came for the money and it wasn't a good fit for them, and they hit the transfer portal. It's going to take the combination of those things for some people to put the checkbooks back in their pocket and reel some things back in, and then you can reset. You know, we can do so. It's going to take a minute, but there's some people who are going to get burned. These folk out of Texas A&M think they bought a national championship. They ain't, and no, they're not. It's not going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that you're going to have enough of that happening, and those guys transfer out of there because people are going to be upset with the players because it didn't go the way. They felt because they've invested this money. and, it's, and it's, well, They're not pros. No. You know, they're not pros. And, and so, but, but you know, you got some people got to figure that out. So, you know, big booster dudes want to throw their cash around. You know, to me, they're going to end up putting the wallets back in the pocket. Well, at some point, there's got to be an adult in the room, so to speak, where as before it was, a, well, the NCAA won't let this happen or they're going to allow this to happen or whatever. But they aren't going to have a say once the super conferences have been established, right? The money, the money's going to flow. We're going to see adjustments being made as we are right now. And whatever Notre Dame does, Notre Dame does. But at the end of the day, when the super conferences, whatever they look like, are in place, who's going to be the person, who's going to be the governing body for either all of them or is it going to be this commissioner versus that commissioner versus that commissioner? Yep, and, that, and that's something they're going to have to come to because – other than that, people are talking about even getting involved in, you know, Congress or something like that. That's the last thing you want to do with this. You know, they got other stuff to deal with. But but so these individuals, like you said, we're going to have, have some adults in the room right. to agree that this is what we're going to do. And this person say that's the rule. This is going to be the rule. And, you know, they right now they don't trust the NCAA to do that or they try to take the power away from the oh, NCAA. They got, they're toothless in all of this. Well, as far as dealing with the money. Now, if somebody wants to get on probation, they want to go to the NCAA and say, put this person, you know, they just they just hit Tennessee here the other day for something that happened under the past coaching uh, re- regime up, up there. We know what's happening. That was some folks getting their McDonald's supersized. Folks were driving through <laughs> McDonald's, get some extra cash in the back. So, 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 but so that's the thing. You, you know, you, you got to get some people. And I'll tell you who used that same phrase, Eli Drinkwitz. Um, the, the the head football coach at Missouri basically said, who is the adult in the room? If people say this is wrong, who's in a room saying, let's keep doing this? If all the coaches here are saying that it's, a, it's not a good we've thing. Seen, we've seen that before in other entities where they want to keep something going because the money continues to flow. There are a number of scenarios, so all of which people, we don't even – Are these people not listening to the coaches then? And guess the thing. The coaches all said the same thing basically this week. Are there folk just tuning them out? I believe so. You know what I mean? That, that's what I'm saying. They're folk. And when I say they're folk, they're folk who shake. They're they're they're, they're money trees. Uh, are they are they not listening to them? Because as we still as 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 we sit here today, watching this 
unparalleled movement in this in this sport. And we know the money's there. It's just flying in different directions now. But here's my – and I keep coming back to I don't think we're going to have any sort of real understanding what this is going to look like until that team in South Bend makes their decision. Because everybody is really kind of circling the runways waiting to find out what Notre Dame's going to do because we know what they bring with them. But that's not, that, I don't think that's happening. No, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not so happening here's, soon. here's a scenario that I actually heard that I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, I, I can live with that. You got these conferences, 16 teams, let's say. Let's, would, however ACC and, and, and the Big 12 and, and the Pac-12 come together or individually produce 16 teams, okay? Now, obviously, they're not going to be in the same level as what we see presently in the Big Ten and the SEC. But let's say you get 16 teams, four different conferences. And the top, was it, top four teams from each conference will be in a playoff. All right? And that's how we're going to decide our two teams from the conference. That's the other thing. All are, right, you, well, are, you, are you going to expand the playoff to give more Well, teams obviously, you're going to have to. If you, if you fall into this scenario, which looks like we're headed that way, because you can't have three conferences. You've got to have an even amount, right? to play this out. So this is what I heard and one that I can wrap my arms around. And it's also a way to not be run by one particular program, meaning Notre Dame. You come up with these four different conferences. You have these 16 teams. And then you decide on how many teams from each conference is going to be a part of the playoff. And that team will decide the national championship. They're going to – and whether they have the NCAA run it or they pull apart and elect – you know, commissioners or whatever, make it like the five families in New York, if yeah, you will. Yeah. But you tell then Notre Dame, okay, this group of four, these are the ones who are going for a national championship. You want to be a part of them? You got to join one of the conferences. And if you don't, God bless you and NBC. And you get your money, but you're not getting a chip at the end of the year. And all your folks can yell and scream and spit and talk about, well, they were undefeated. They do. I said, okay, but. Y'all did this in another league. It's like when it's like you can be the Braves and win Major League Baseball's World Series, or you can be the team that wins it all in Japan and not be considered that on the same level. It'll be great for Japan, but yeah. most people acknowledge Atlanta Braves is is the big champion. Now that may be a bit of arrogance on our part, but yeah. still. Yeah. Um, so I heard that scenario and I went. Okay, you know, you're, you're, if y'all are going to wait, meaning Notre Dame, we're going to start this formulation of these four conferences and pick the teams, and, and we have decided this is who's going to produce the national champion. And y'all want to join us or not? And then make them make a decision. How do you feel well, about I, well, that? I, well, you know what? I'll remind everybody about one thing in Notre Dame. Notre Dame's only been playing bowl games since, like, the late 70s. Before then, Notre Dame did not play bowl games. So, well, so, I'm, so, I'm just, so I'm just saying, did you know that? Yeah. Notre Dame did not play bowl games until like I think Joe Montana's class seventy nine the first, first one to put to play to play up to play in a bowl game. Be that so, as it so, may, so, they I mean, are what so, they are now so, though. So, so they have a so they have a tradition of saying we us. Well then, then you know we, what? We ain't gotta come to your party. Cool, but as you know listen, you're gonna something's so, gonna happen either way. With I'm, this gonna happen with or without them. Yeah, but I'm just saying that that's to, to me, that's how deep that goes with them. Right. And a lot of people may not remember that, and a lot of y'all have been born since then, y'all don't remember that. <laughs> Notre Dame has not always played in bowl games. They know that. They didn't feel like they needed that. Again, provide. They, al- they also don't play homecoming. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. They, 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 they do not play a homecoming game. I remember talking to Mike Golick about that. I said, the, the old guys don't go. So the old guys are there every Saturday. 
They don't wait for no Saturday. Every <laughs> they, week's home. Coming up in the <laughs> 7 another great nugget from Sam Crenshaw. Coming up in the uh, 7 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Spencer Smith about high school officials and how you can get a job doing that. Also going to have Eric's World up and, of course, more nuggets from Mr. Crenshaw as he brings you around uh, what's going on locally here in the city. It's us, Sam and Greg, on the 24th day of July, this Sunday morning. Thank you for making us a part of your Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.